is your wake up call. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Yes, it is. Some of us are well rested. Some of us aren't. I can tell. Yeah. No, I actually got a good night's sleep last night. I just went to the club and I took a nap here before I um had to get on. I got 67 hours, so I'm good. Oh, not me. I was in Newark yesterday. Uh, shout out to everybody in Newark. I was at LaRouge, and we were doing this whole women's entrepreneurship and real estate panel. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Benedict, who brought me out there. It was packed in there. A lot of people came out who want to learn about real estate and investing. It was great. I had a great time in Newark. Okay. What did you do yesterday, Charlotte? Anything? Uh, work. But nobody cares about that. Yeah. Okay. Did fun stuff like catch up on United Shades of America mm-hmm. on CNN. Drop on the clues bombs for W. Kamar Bell. Mm-hmm. Okay, they was in my birthplace. This past Sunday, Charleston, South, South Carolina, Carolina talking mm-hmm. about that Geechee Gala culture. You know what you saying? Mm-hmm. You know what you saying, boy? Box you in your moat, boy. Didn't anybody watch Basketball Wives last night? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. No, I didn't watch that. No way. No way, Jose. <laughs> I didn't watch that at all. I, I, came, watching... I didn't get home until like 11.30, and I was like, you know how it reruns? I was like, hmm. I watched the beginning of the game. Who won the game last night? I fell asleep. The uh, Warriors, Warriors won? won last night. Okay. 119-106. We'll oh. give you the details next. When I watched it in the first quarter, Houston was... Uh, up one. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. they was busting their ass for a, a little bit. Well, I think they finished the quarter up one, then they finished the second quarter. They were doing good. And the oh, third was quarter, a, it was oh, over. Oh, by the second quarter, I was over. Oh, yeah. I was yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I was, was snoring over. by second quarter. Da-dun-dun. Yeah. I was with the kiddies all day. You know, like I said, my nanny is not here. She has two more weeks till she gets back, so... It's really daddy. Countdown. Yeah, it's a countdown. So he <laughs> is doing one thing with, with the older ones, and I'm with the younger ones. It's a lot of fun. I, mean, I have a lot of fun with the babies. So, so maybe you yeah. just not even bother having a nanny come back. Nah, B, I'm tired. It's called parenting. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. We got five. I'm tired. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Uh, Jennifer Lewis will be joining us. The black mother of Hollywood. Drop one of the clues. I think it's the mother of black Hollywood. The mother of black Hollywood. What a black mother of Hollywood. Same difference, mother of black Hollywood. She's still (laughs) black, and she's still a mother, and it's still Hollywood. You got it all there. Yes. And also, uh, Baron Davis and Paul Pierce, of course, ex-NBA players. We'll kick it with them this morning as well. And we got front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Uh, we will be talking about the black student we told you about who got interrogated for falling asleep. And she's a Yale student. And we'll tell you what she has to say now. She thinks should happen to the student who called the police on her. All right. And I think it's the season finale of Blackish Tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So, yeah, that's good. So. Jennifer Lewis is right on time. All right. So, we'll get into all that. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, NBA last night, like we said, Golden State Warriors beat the Houston Rockets 119-106. It was close the first half, and in the second half, Kevin Durant just was like, I'm, I'm going to stop playing with you guys, and he was busting ass. He didn't, I don't think he missed anything in the second half. He was busting ass last night. So, Golden State leads 1-0 in that series. The Cavs play the Boston Celtics tonight at 8.30. Now, let's talk about that black student that was uh, 
I guess they called the cops on her because she was taking a nap? Yes, Sarah mm. Brash is the person who mm-hmm. actually called the cops and complained about her. And what happened was, if you guys don't remember the story, uh, Lola de Siambola was taking a nap. She's a Yale student. And the woman, Sarah, called the police. Now, the video shows police questioning her for nearly 20 minutes, demanding that she prove her enrollment, even though she had already unlocked her dorm room door in front of them. And here's what she had to say on Good Morning America, because she does feel like Sarah should be held accountable for just calling the police on somebody just because they're black. I don't think that if I looked differently that it would have gone any further than that. Someone who uses the police in the way that Sarah used the police should be held accountable. There needs to be punitive measures for people who, you know, act out of racially motivated, you know, bias. None of this is really new. If she was white, Sarah would have woke her up and said, hey, do you need a pillow? Do you now, need to cover? It's sad. Huh? Siambola said that she was aware of at least one other incident where Sarah had also called the police on another black student. And another black graduate student said that the same woman called the police on him about a month ago as well. So they're saying their situations are examples of racial bias within the university's police system. And I agree. 100%. If this person just keeps on calling the police on you just because you're a black student and questioning whether or not you're supposed to be there, then yes, there should be some type of disciplinary action. Absolutely. Could somebody tell Sarah that black people are at Yale and not just in a worker capacity? Obviously, she doesn't know that, Could somebody tell Sarah that? It's funny because I just got a tweet from a guy named Mike uh, DeBlasi, and he told me to go F myself because every time he turns on the radio, I'm saying something prejudiced, and I'm like, no. Every time you turn on the radio, it's something prejudiced happening, and it's me speaking out against it, Okay. All right. That's super-duper sad. Well, there's been another incident on Southwest Airlines. A jet had to make an emergency landing over oh, the boy. weekend. This is the third incident. Don't feel sorry for nobody involved. Why? Because it's Southwest Airlines. Charlemagne almost killed us, ye. Never. He put knows, us on Southwest. Charlemagne put us on Southwest. Never. And, we, oh, my gosh. Like this. Well, Never. there was a pressurization issue during the flight, and the oxygen mask popped out and everything. Mm-hmm. They were traveling from Denver to Dallas on Saturday night. Don't feel sorry And the from... cabin began to lose pressure. So that's the third known scare in the past month on Southwest. Now, by the way, if you walk on Southwest and you can pick your own seats, when the oxygen mask falls from the ceiling, do you pick anyone you want? Or you, you got to pick grab, the one that nah, falls? Nah, just grab anyone you, you grab want. Anyone you grab anyone you want? Anyone you want. You, okay. want. you guys right. never Good had luck. to deal with those oxygen masks, and they tell you when you have those masks, if you have kids on the flight with Put you. Put yours on first. Put yours on first, and then put I can your guarantee kids on. you there's no oxygen in the mask on Southwest. All right, <laughs> they're just masks. They're just right? masks. <laughs> just there for put show. yourself on. Put them on and kill yourself. Oh my goodness! <laughs> All right, and that's Suffocate. front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning, whatever it may be, or maybe, maybe you're you just scheduled to fly on Southwest. Wow. Yeah. Who hates you? Yeah. Okay. Who, or, who hates you in life? Or if you want to. Sp- Spread some positivity. 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Before we go to the phone calls, I want to say I'm mad because I didn't know Disney was that expensive. You know, Disney is super duper expensive. Why don't you get a hookup? Oh, my gosh. Now, you know, my kids turn five and four next month, and I was like, I'm going to take it's time to take them to Disney. So the price of Disney, I'd rather go to an island than go to Orlando. No disrespect to Orlando, but I'd rather go to an island than pay all that money for Disney. Disney's expensive as ish. Well, I wouldn't know. I've never been. 
Why are you just figuring this out, man? I don't know. <laughs> what did you think Disney was? I don't. I'm thinking it's Orlando. Yeah, the flights is like 253. I knew that. But it's then, Disney World, one of the biggest attractions in America, in the not even America, in the world. That's crazy. Yes, Disney. I mean, and you know you got to get like those VIP stuff so you don't got to wait online. You got to get that for everyone. That's not even included in what I'm talking about. That's Disney you gotta is get super all that. duper. I'm, no. I'm, I'm going to go to an island because I'm, I'm sorry, kids. The kids want to go to Disney World. I'm going to put on a, 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 a Donald duck costume or Mickey Mouse costume because Disney's too expensive. It's and by expensive. the way, it's very expensive when you got five children. Okay, I only got two, so don't don't, don't say don't jump out the window like it's super expensive for everybody. You get seventy of y'all. Well, I'm gonna say together. three children because two is gonna be under the age where I get in free. They both gonna be one. They let people in free at Disney. I, I think so. I don't think so. No? Not even if you're one? No. If you, if you won? I don't, I don't remember that policy. Let's Google that. Wow, because I'm definitely going to say they want to get on the flight because I know if they under one, they fly free. So they definitely going to be under one Are for Are you sure flight. they're under one? They under one. Your kids do not look like they're under one. You got to prove I'm it. Who, who can prove that my kids are not under one? You can look at them. Nope. They're walking around going to school. <laughs> they got a mustache there. <laughs> Disney expensive. He plays basketball. <laughs> Hello, who's this? This is Najee Naj- from North New Jersey. Najee from North Brick City. Get it off your chest, bro. Yo, I'm so freaking nervous. Yo, I've been calling forever. Um, nah, I'm a rapper from North New Jersey, and I wanted to get oh, y'all up here. No, All right, let's hear it. No, oh, boy. Check out the mark. I'm trying to get my stakes up in the market, so I got to go win like a cartridge. Trying to go boss. That go bossing. Staying off and see that boss. Get real, real quick. If I can't go and be signed a deal, get that advance and I flip it. Get mama crib in the hands part of the package. If I can't get my... Yo, 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 my brother. Roz Baraka's creating a lot of new jobs in Newark, New Jersey, man. You need to go get one. You know what I'm saying? Hey, uh... progress is... Progress is a mission. If I got to keep on working to get better, I'm just going to keep on working to get better. Keep How old are you, pushing. Bro? Yeah, keep on working. How old are you? And on top of that, I'm only 19. I'm just turned 20. So there I'm you go. So go get one of those jobs that Rod Barack is handing out in Newark, and you can work. You can work on your uh, reality and deal with your dream at the same time. Yeah, rap on the side. Yes. Hello, who's All this? All the way on the side, like hey, way what's over up, there. Envy. What's Charlemagne? up, Miss G. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, bro? Get it off hey. your chest. All right. For the last, my uh, utility bill I just got was eight hundred twenty-six dollars. I live in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Right now. I go to work from 6 o'clock in the morning to 6 in the evening. My lady goes to work from 8 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock in the evening, so there's nobody in the house. While my light bill is $826, I'm not Ooh. sure, so I did some research. North Carolina, and everybody listening that lives in Elizabeth City, check this out. North Carolina, they denied a software that would fix this problem because they could not go in there and manually change the meter readings for the system without any backtrace. So there was a new company called Edmonds out of New Jersey who was going to fix this problem, but Elizabeth City, North Carolina declined it for this reason. Now, if anybody else in this area, if y'all got this problem and y'all got four, five, six, eight hundred dollar light bills, go up to the utility company, ask them, demand that you get a meter reading by a professional, uh, by a professional worker, yeah. and they have to give you an accurate meeting, reader meeting. But they're not; it's not going to be the same at the end of the month. You have to add those up, and then if it does not match, go up there for reimbursement because they owe you money. Yeah, eight hundred dollars is a lot. That's a whole. That sounds yeah. crazy. You're not even lot. home all day. That, that's a whole rent. That's whole rent on utilities. That's a whole rent. That's, that's a whole rent. <laughs> I love yeah, this type of information, though. Good information to give out this absolutely. morning, sir. So if, absolutely. Y'all Don't have a get gut. Thank you. All right, good luck, bro. All right, now. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yo, what up, DJ Envy? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. 
my girl just got diagnosed with cancer, you know what I mean, a couple of weeks ago, man. Today yeah. is the first day of chemo. Okay. You know I, mean? I just want to let her know that we're going to make it through this. You know what I mean? All you people out there is fighting cancer. Stay positive. You're going to make it through it. If you don't, it's just, you know what I mean, it's what happens. God loves Damn. you. Stay strong. Keep moving. Keep pushing. Man. Prayers, What's her name? Prayers What's her name? for her, man. Prayers for her. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. What's her name? Uh, Kaylee, we're Mangus, man. Well, let's throw some positive energy out there for Kaylee's, man. Absolutely. God bless her. Right on, man. I, I love Praying for her. Too, man. What type of cancer she had, bro? Uh, she got lymphoma cancer, man. It's in the neck or Okay. And where you calling from? I'm calling from Indianapolis, man. Naptown, Indiana, Westside, out there, Hardin Street. Y'all know what it is. All right, we send some prayers out definitely to her, brother. All right, man. Thanks, man. Y'all stay positive out there. Charlotte you too. The guy. Yes, sir. Stay on their neck, bro. Stay on their neck. You already know, my brother. <laughs> Hello, who's this? This is John Pop from Houston, Texas. Good morning, good morning. Hey, good morning. Get it off your chest. Well, my son was murdered murdered December 12th, Damn. 2017. His name is Fabian Fabo Smith. Um, he's in a better place. But I took all the negative energy I had inside of me and I opened up a what Facebook page called Houston Unsolved Homicide. That's Houston Unsolved Homicide. People in Houston are reaching out to me to get some type of some type of aid or um, I'll say closure to the murders that are happening in Houston with our young black and Latino uh, kids in the street. Oh, I like that. That's like a safe that's like a safe sp- space to snitch. Right. I don't <laughs> no. like that I don't like that word snitch when it comes to mm-hmm. stuff like this, but you know what I mean. It's a safe space to tell on people that are out here killing folks. Well, if you get out, how would you feel if your child was going to school and someone grabbed your child and kidnapped your child or murdered your child? Oh I'm God. with you 100%. This, so this, this, this is something positive in the community. Yes. To try to get the streets cleaned up. Oh, my God. Because I know the police, they're not really out there doing what they need to do to get these people off the street. And it's, it's time for the community to get together and start forming together as one. Absolutely. I would love that to happen. Get the streets cleaned up. Is that what happened, though? She was kidnapped? No, he was 22 years old in college. He was shot. No, okay. See, that's the problem. That'd yeah. be the problem with the community, though. Somebody will get shot. Nobody will tell who shot the person. That shooter goes yeah. back into the community and shoots more people. Yes, and you're 100% correct. So this this Facebook page, Houston Unsolved Homicide, people are reaching out, um, just putting their, their loved one's picture on their site. Just hopefully one day someone can say, you know what? I've seen something or heard something or know about this crime. You goddamn right. This hey, man. For the company. Hey, it is what I, it is. Also... I also went to City Hall and spoke to the mayor mm-hmm. about the situation. And he was, they were pleased with what I'm doing. So I thank everybody in the city of Houston. And I thank you guys for having me on the radio station today. And I really love you guys. And thank you for all you're doing for everybody in America. Thank you, brother. Good luck, man. I don't want to call, call it a safe space to snitch. A safe space to crime solve. Yeah, crime solving. A safe space to provide information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, Get it crime, off your chest. Crime solving. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Or if you want to spread some positivity, you can as well. Now, Yee, we got rooms on the way? Well, we'll start with some positivity this morning and some love. There's been a lot of love in the air, so we'll tell you uh, who wants their ex back. We'll tell you who's writing love letters online. And we'll tell you who got engaged. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. Yeah. We are The Breakfast Club. What's Good happening? morning. What's Good going morning. on? And shout out to Quest Love. I just got a copy of his book, Creative Quest. So I'm excited to read that. All I right. do want to read that. I got that. What? I didn't know that was a real book. It was a Facebook book. <laughs> I, I thought somebody sent that and made the cover. Oh, I didn't no, get it's it. It's a real book. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's get to the rooms. Let's talk to Raji. It's time. 
spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, congratulations to Taraji P. Henson. She is engaged to Kelvin Hayden. Now she posted, uh, he started with the Cartier Love Bracelet, but that was my Mother's Day gift. And then he dropped to his knee and I almost passed out. And then she wrote, she is officially off the market and she is so happy God is. Well, drop on the clues bombs for Calvin Hayden, taking that queen off the market. Yeah, congrats. Smart move, sir. Yeah, so that's exciting. And she posted, Hubby Bear, you have made me the happiest woman on the planet Earth. I promise to love you in this life and the after. I love you deep and I promise to protect your heart. Just treat her better than Lucius, my brother. That's all you got to do. Well, as long as Lucius, uh, if he would have treated her better from the beginning, she treated Lucius really well. In the beginning, yes. Yeah. She went to jail for him and everything. She posed to. You know, that's fake. Whoa. But anyway, go ahead. All right, Amber Rose. She still loves 21 Savage. Now, she did a post for 21 Savage. I love this man so much. I know the internet portrays me to be some heartless person or they feel like I'm incapable of love, but I love him so hard. He's not only one of the most talented people I have ever met, but he is so real, humble, and smart as hell. I don't care who you see me in a picture with or who the internet associates me with because the internet is fake AF and they pull stories out of their asses for clickbait. It's the price of fame, I guess, but it's not real life because in real life, Shea is my heart and soul. He's the only one that has ever supported my slut walk and my feminist views with no Fs given. He loves my son and I love his three beautiful children so much. God brings people in your life for a reason and God brought me him. I don't care if you call me thirsty, a hoe, a gold digger or whatever. I love him. Put your pride to the side and tell the person you really love how much they mean to you today because life is too short to care about what anyone else says. And did the great 21 reply? Please tell me he replied, I like hot sauce on my chicken. Well, you know he what did. He, he posted a picture of himself and he put, you crush me once, it's F you for life. Drop one of Clues Bombs Damn 21 it, Savage. Man. God damn it. I love that young man. Now they say saying Amber Rose <laughs> posted that because there was a picture of her a little perp and they said little, she was... I thought it was a little pump. A little pump, well, I don't know. Little, yeah, little, little somebody. He, he got yeah. a little in front of him. He little got a little nigga in front of him. <laughs> Maybe a little white boy something. Uh, I don't, I don't know. know. A little something, little something with tattoos. On the tour bus at the Rolling Loud Festival, yeah. and she was lighting his cigarette or Oh, something. I saw that picture. Yeah, and they were saying that she was dating him, and I think that's why she posted it. Drop one of Clues Bombs for 21. You stick to your guns, and you remember your last name is Savage. <laughs> All right? All right, well, we still have more. Nikki Bella and John Cena. Now, John Cena was on the Today Show, and he misses his ex-fiance. They had broken up, and here's what he had to say. I had my heart broken out of nowhere, and, and anyone who's experienced that knows that it, it comes with a, a series of bad feelings. I've looked at myself every day, and I've tried to evaluate myself and the woman that I love, and uh, for anyone out there speculating on, like, what I'm doing with my life now, I still love Nicole. I still would love to marry Nicole. I still would love to have a family with Nicole. Uh, there was an unfortunate set of circumstances where our relationship ended. Why do you sound like that? Well, Nikki Bella gave a very 21 Savage response to this when she was asked about it. On she said she like hot sauce on her chicken too? No. Here's what she said. I have hope and I think it's just, I'm at a point in my life where I feel like I kind of lost me and I want to find me and work on me. And oh, I just want man. John and I both to live you know, happily ever after, whether it's together or separate. And I just don't want us to go, like, down the road in life and have regrets of, like, you know, I did this for you or you did this for me. And so I think it's okay in relationships to take that moment. I just, the day I say my vows, I want to say them once and I want to fully mean them. And so that's what made me hesitant. 
It that's says no for me, dog. Yeah, that's basically his dicky way of saying I'm going through my whole phase, okay? I'm about to go I don't know if that's I'm about to go is. partake in three to four other penises said and then phase. maybe I'll be back. I don't to know you. what she it is. Out. I don't know if something happened between the two of them or he did something that she's now having some regrets. Who knows? She's going to sleep with other guys. I don't know. I'm that's telling you that I, I can that. hear it in her voice. That's what every other word meant. We I'm going to give you some other penises. Okay, when I get these other penises, I'll be right back to you, John Cena. Okay. Okay, Charlamagne. All right, Charlamagne. All right. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All well, right. okay. That's a good left. Tea yet. Leave me alone, please. I'm Angela Yee, and right. I guess that's even more uh, okay. hot sauce in your right. room report. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. When we come back, we'll be right back. Okay. From Blackish, we have right. Jennifer Lewis. We're gonna kick it with her when we come yes, back. Tonight is the season finale of Blackish as well. All right. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody is DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. The Black. Mother of Hollywood. Black Hollywood. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've been traveling around the country a lot, you know, touring, uh, you know, Florida. Went over to the Parkland, uh, talked to the Parkland kids. Mm -hmm. Just left uh, Detroit, went over to Flint, Mm -hmm. talked to the Water Warriors. Uh, It's just not a book tour. I'm trying to do something out here, you know. Um, you really out here putting in that work, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, Black Issues on hiatus. Oh, we just got picked up for a fifth season. Hey, 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 hey. I'm rich, I'm rich. I'm rich. Are <laughs> <laughs> Bo and Dre going to stay together? Uh-uh, y'all just got to keep watching. <laughs> He's so devastated Well, we've that. been picked up for a fifth season, obviously. <laughs> I do love that you started the book talking about Going, getting on blackish, and just basically, you almost retired. Yeah, I was about to retire. I didn't get oranges. I auditioned for oranges and new black, and my girlfriend uh, Lorraine Toussaint got it. I auditioned for Getting On on HBO. My good friend Nisi Nash got it, and I was like, okay, this is a uh, yeah. So <laughs> I was out in my yard, but you know, I love them, and I'm always happy for other people. You know, I work, so come on now, got more talented in my little toe than. Anyway, That's so I got to, I'm kidding. Not okay. Let's get that right. Oh, cut that. <laughs> cut that. I don't want my my peers to think I think I'm better than everybody, but I do. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was sitting in my backyard. You know, I, I come from poverty, so I saved my money, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't have to need too much. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. an alpha female. Anyway, what the fuck was I? We're talking about yeah. you almost I got retiring. So much- yeah. yeah, so I was pruning my roses, and I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retire. I walked over to a 25-cent wheelbarrow that I had bought at a garage sale, and it's full of geraniums. And I said out loud, not even me can stop me. Mm. I gave up many times in my life, but I didn't quit. Mm-hmm. You got to be in it to win it. You got to stay up. I wrote that book for the millennials because I saw them lay down in the streets. But there's a beat they miss. What's the beat? You got to feel your feelings. Mm. If you feeling hopeless, feel that. Whatever you're feeling, feel your feelings. Then move because mm. you'll carry the rage with you. You'll carry the confusion with you. You'll carry the chaos with you. And then we don't get anything done. Feel your feelings. They are shooting our babies. Yeah, I heard you. You're very passionate. You feel like all the players should be kneeling. I want them to all go down at the same time. If you take away America's fun, these are the great warriors of our time. These are the gladiators. Mm -hmm. You got to go down. 
Your great, 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 great grandmother went down on two knees and her hands. She wasn't just picking cotton. She was raped while she was doing it. So with the ABC episode of Blackish that uh, they, they, they didn't air, which was about the, the kneeling, what, what was the reason they didn't air it? You know, I got to tell you something. I wasn't around mm-hmm. for all of that, so I'm not going to speak to it because I don't know what happened. But we all know what happened. It was too much. It could have been, you know, the temperature and the temperament of the country where it might have been too delicate. But I don't understand. ABC is, you know, let us say everything else and yeah. address all these you know, needed modern-day issues that people can walk away from the television and sit down and discuss. There's a lot of depression in this country. Mm -hmm. The N-word, police brutality. Kenya Barris sits at the helm of the show. He's brilliant. He's a young genius. I admire him so much. So I don't really know what happened with Disney or ABC. But with what's going on in this country right now, they might want to speak to it all. And if it was about the kneeling... Let me tell you something. These basketball, football, baseball, I don't care what you play. You are a gladiator. We pay your rent. You have to honor what's going on. They pulling our babies over and blowing their heads off. Mm-hmm. And you going to run around and throw a ball <clears throat> or hit a ball. and They pulling your son over. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you with. I don't care if you with a white woman. The baby might look white. <laughs> you got to... Inch of black blood, they black, and they gonna kill them. And you go to work and throw a ball around. How you go to bed when your son is out in the street going to the club? What made you decide to write this memoir and tell all these stories? Because it is something that, as I was reading it, I read so many memoirs from men who tell all of these stories about themselves, but it's very rare that I read women telling stories like this. I wrote this book, first of all, for me. But then I wrote it for the next generation because I want them to know that no matter what, you can come through the fire. You gotta love yourself if you wanna come through the fire. Mm-hmm. I have an expression, I say, love yourself so that love will not be a stranger when it comes. And it will come if you take care of yourself. Self-care, I'm stressing self-care mm-hmm. out on the road. I tell all them black women, stop eating fried chicken every day. <laughs> you used to do that too. <laughs> You talk about it in the book. You used to yeah. eat fried chicken every day. Well, you yeah. know better, you do better. I know better. it's donuts. <laughs> but you got to stop. You got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm. You got to stop, you know, sitting in those rooms. You know, I was, I'm bipolar. I'm bipolar still. I had to take my med. My daughter was like, you got your meds in? I, I want to talk about it. I got it in this morning. When did you first realize you had a bipolar disorder? Okay, so here it is real fast. The book. Born and raised in poverty. I'm the baby of seven children, so I didn't get a lot of attention. So I spent my childhood going, see me, see me. And then that turned into, see me, see me. That lasted a long time. And then it turned into the deep. Oh, (laughs) you going to see me, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) And they saw me. But look at this. You get tired. It's a mask. I mean, I was talented at hell, and and I had a good heart, but I was sick, mm. and I didn't want to admit it. So they came down after I got my ass in therapy. It's a journey, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's called the journey within. That's what my friend <laughs> said to me. She said, Jenny, there's no greater journey than the journey within. I went, there's a journey within. It sounded exciting. So I took it. So I opened up my palms, and I educated myself. 
And now y'all want to know what my hands are doing? What are you doing? How's everybody? Hey, <laughs> baby. Yes. I'm Jennifer Lewis. That's right. From St. Louis. Actually, I'm from a little small town called Kenlock, mm -hmm. Missouri. All black. It was one of the first all-black self-governed townships in America. So I was born and raised there, you see. So this little town sits on the border of Ferguson, Missouri. Oh, so Ferguson ah, hit you come hard. on now. Mm -hmm. So even as a little girl, I was warned never to go to Ferguson alone. So when it exploded, I wasn't surprised. Mm -hmm. But see, and here's the power and the glory. Ferguson had a movie theater, and Kenlock did not. Now, you think I was going to let white folks back there keep me from my dream? I would go over there every Saturday morning. My mother would have killed me if she'd known I'd go over there. Get my little popcorn, sit up in the balcony, and imagine myself on the silver screen. Hey. And now, 68 movies later. Wow. 452 episodic television shows, four Broadway shows and concerts all over the world. Don't with me. I was going to ask you, you know, did you feel like the bipolar hindered you any in the business? But clearly not, did it? Well, here's the thing. The mania. Understand, bipolar is manic behavior. That's that cousin at the family reunion up on top of the table, drunk, cussing <laughs> with his pants down. So that's bipolar. You don't have to go and say, you think you're bipolar? He's bipolar. The other polar is depression. Mm. Now, listen very carefully to me. Bipolar disorder. The mania is the rush. It's dangerous. It's rageful. And it's out of control. It worked for me on stage. Mm -hmm. But baby, when the curtain comes down, mm. oh, you want to talk black and dark and sad and lonely. You hide in a dark room. Mm. Eat yourself to death. Sleep yourself to death. Get high yourself to death. And then you miss that one line in the Constitution, the pursuit of happiness. So, what sustained me was having a passion. We have more with Jennifer Lewis from Black-ish, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, from Black-ish, we have Jennifer Lewis in the building. Now, let's talk chapter four of the new book. Diva. Diva. Oh, y'all, I had so much sex up in these streets. <laughs> I had a sex addiction I didn't know. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just being in my 20s, early 30s. Now, I'm not going to lie. Whenever I hear guys say that, I always think it's bullshit. I'm just like, man, just say you was cheating, you like but you know what? When I was reading the book, before you even said that, I was like, yeah, because it seemed like you didn't feel like you were complete unless you had somebody. No, it was a need. It was, yeah. This was a drug. What it felt like? I had to have that right after I came off stage. I get me a good-looking man. He was my type. You like them red boys? Yeah. <laughs> you like no, them beige? just a little high yellow. I liked him with a fro back then, mm -hmm. you know, pretty lips. Does he look like your Miguel? That was her. Like Miguel? True love. No, he doesn't look like Miguel. Let me see if anybody in here look like Miguel. Miguel was Dominican. He had your skin tone. A little lighter. And he was precious. He's Dominican? I am not Dominican. He's a man that you wouldn't think would have been the love of my life. But he was brilliant. He was a mathematician. Met him in New York? I know. I met him in college. I met him when I was a freshman. He was brilliant. And he was sweet. And he was very spiritual. And I was fascinated with him. And he called me a Yennefer. 
What's that mean? Mm. Oh, Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer. Yeah, what is that? Oh, he's like, what that mean? Yeah, what, what that mean? No, he would call me Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah. Now, before you started, like, going to therapy and stuff for your bipolar, was the d- therapeutic? Was that what? Oh, yeah. Well, the d- was the drug. Are mm. you kidding? An Better orgasm? And when you bipolar, you you got multiple orgasms. I mean, I, ba- I blacked the d- out. Was it any d- <laughs> I loved c***ing. I would c***. Was it, a, was it like a... a a relationship, or was it just random? Child, let me take No, no. Yeah, and... yeah, I, I had them all, but I was selected as a star. <laughs> I was gonna be a star. I can't say I was. I couldn't sleep mm-hmm. with everybody. Everybody couldn't say they slept with me, and that did tame me. Mm-hmm. Once again, it was the dream that stopped me from being killed. Mm. I had the knife to my throat. Yeah, it was the greatest performance of my life. I talked myself out, and this was just some boy coming off the street. He'd seen me in the paper with a white bikini on. I was on page six of the Post or the Daily News. It's all in the in the book. Oh yeah, please tell. That was a horrifying experience. Oh, but we don't we don't, we don't want to go in that. Y'all read the book about the boy putting Ooh. a life in in the knife at my throat. I talked myself out of rape. The boy came into my house with a knife. Ooh. It was the greatest performance of my life. Talking myself out of it. He eventually he cried. And he said, I just got out of jail and they put me in for something I didn't do. And he just wanted to hurt somebody. Mm. Mm. He wasn't mean. He was he didn't come in like this, because I'd have kicked his ass. I went to therapy for 17 years, twice a week, because I wanted to live. You spend 33 years in depression, hurting yourself. I didn't want all those men on me. Come on, I want to love myself. I wanted to enjoy my success. I was a Broadway star. Got no business running around picking up guys in clubs. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that. How'd you get over it? I went to my ass to therapy. You had to go to therapy for the sex addiction? Yes, sir. Wow. You even went to an acupuncturist, you said, and she mm-hmm. said she could tell you had two men in oh, one day. Oh, my God. I walked in some room, <laughs> and this Asian woman, uh, you know, I, I, I had bronchitis, mm-hmm. and she gave me the, um, the needles mm-hmm. all over. I looked like a porcupine when she finished. Mm-hmm. And right before I walked out of her office... She said, how many boyfriend you got? Uh, one. She said, how many boyfriend you got? I said, two. Because I had slept with a guy that morning, and then I slept with another guy that night. That was the only time I ever did that. Mm-hmm. She looked at me. She said, two men with one woman make one woman poison. Mm. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> got it. I don't know how she knew <laughs> I had done that <laughs> in New York, and I got into L.A. I was like, okay, baby. Yeah, you, yeah, all right. But, yeah, when Walter Cronkite came on the news and said, everybody you slept with, you've slept with everybody they slept with for the last seven years, I told my girlfriend, I said, bitch, book me a trip around the world and put it on the credit card because I'm a dead bitch. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It scared that, and well, AIDS stopped HIV us AIDS, all. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> AIDS stopped us all. I went, scared. I was in Monaco, I remember, and somebody had called me and told me that Luther Vandross had AIDS, but it was because he had lost weight. He didn't, he didn't have AIDS. Mm-hmm. Oh. Anybody that lost a lot of weight back like in those yeah, days, yeah, yeah. You, you just... Either had AIDS or they was on crack. That's right, what you were right, right. And so, you know, I loved me some Luther. And I was like, you know, and that went through my head over there. I was just getting ready to sleep with some French boy. It was gorgeous. I'll never forget Anyway, <laughs> ah, very nice. But anyway, hey, but um, 
I put on the brakes that night. Said I ain't doing this no more. I don't want to die. Did every make you? Or did you already know your body so much from maybe masturbation John, or something? I didn't need no man to make me. It's just I used men. I discarded them like tissue paper back in those days. <laughs> I was a brick house. 36, 24, 36. Hey. I didn't f around. <laughs> and, you could kick your and you could kick your leg up. Kick my leg <laughs> up, anything I wanted to do. But yes, it was a need. It was a drug. I didn't do hard drugs. I was at a, a party with the San Diego Chargers when I was touring country with a Broadway show. And uh, they were passing around a brown box. I said, what's that? He said, that's Coke, baby. I said, how you do it? He said, well, just, you know, pull it right there, snort it up. And thank God I asked this second question. I said, and then what happens? He said, well, you're going to feel a drip down your throat. I said, my throat? <laughs> I got a f***ing matinee tomorrow. <laughs> I ain't putting shit on my throat. And thank God. But once again, the dream. There you go. See, if you really want something, you ain't going to mess yourself up too bad. I want... Go ahead. Go ahead, baby. No, ask no I wanted question. to ask you when you. I'm sure you took an HIV test at some point in your life. Oh, honey, I don't sleep with a man no more unless we go. The, oh, yeah. The first one you took after all that sex, what was that like? Well, you, you married, right? You don't sleep with a man honey, no more. Honey, I've never been married. Oh. You've been engaged four times. I've been engaged four times. <laughs> I have four rings, but I never went through with it. Well, you got more I rings than LeBron. I, I, I married. <laughs> I, I, I listen. I married my career, and yeah. I have no regrets. I have a beautiful daughter here that I met in the Big Sister, Big Brother program. Uh, I was her big sister for five years. And then when she turned 12, her mother was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and was unable to raise her. So I adopted her. Mm -hmm. And she's 30 now, just pretty as she can be. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of her, Charmaine. Hey, Charmaine. Hey, Charmaine. Laura's over there, too. Yeah, Laura and my other baby. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but you were relieved after you took the HIV test the first time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually got real stressed out when I first moved to L.A. You know, Robert Wax brought me out there. Uh, he was a manager. He managed Eddie Murphy, Arsenio, Chris, and me. So, but I wasn't ready. I didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. I would crumble at auditions, cry myself to sleep, sing myself to sleep with tears. Bipolar disorder ain't no joke. If y'all know somebody suffering with mental illness, reach out. But I tell people when I'm on the road now, reach out about three times and then leave their ass alone <laughs> because they will kill you. That's real. You understand? Who had your back as a child? I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at everything that you've been through in my mama. With your mom. No, no, it wasn't mom. mom. No, because you, at one time no. you didn't speak to us. So who had your no. back? Who gave you that encouragement? My teachers, mm. my professors in college, and I went in search of mothers. I tell my daughter now, if I'm not good enough for you, then you go find some more mamas. Mm. I had about five mamas. I talk about them in the book. Mm -hmm. That's ironic that you became the mother of Black Hollywood. They um. call you. Well, you know, I got to tell you, working with Tupac and Whitney and Taraji and I've been there with Kevin and, and Gabrielle. You know, I've been everybody's mama. I didn't have any kids, mm -hmm. but I got my baby. So I had to learn how to be a mama. They calling me the mother of the movement now because 25% of my life is show business now. 75 is the resistance. All right, we got more with Jennifer Lewis. Of course, Black is season finale tonight, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have from Black-ish, Jennifer Lewis in the building. Charlemagne? 
You talk about getting molested by your pastor, too. Oh, yeah, I was, I was molested by the pastor of my church. I was 15 years old. You know how when choirs visit churches, you know, a visiting choir is coming? Well, we were on our way home, and there was no room in the truck, because, you know, we used to ride in the back of the truck in those days, like a hayride, you know? So I said, I'm riding with the pastor. I was so happy. And halfway home, I said to him, hey, Pastor Hurd, do you think I can be a star? He pulled over, leaned over, tried to kiss me, but I clenched my teeth, and he circled his tongue, and then I felt his hand on my breast, and I resisted profusely. I was, like, pushing him back. But you got to understand, this was the man of God. I couldn't, like, punch that mother... You know, we had been taught yeah, to could've. revere him. No, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why, because it was pounded in our heads to revere this son of a bitch, mm-hmm. to worship him. Mm-hmm. So I resisted, and he saw that that wasn't going to happen, so he started the car, pulled off. When we exited the highway, I opened the door to spit him out of me. I'd been holding it in. And when he grabbed my arm because he thought I was going to jump out of the car, I couldn't even say, don't touch me, you son of a bitch, because I was speaking to a man of God. Mm. Ran in the house, told my mama. There was no Oprah Winfrey in those days, you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Women back then... They didn't know how to confront that kind of stuff. That was no therapy. No Time's Up Me Too movement. Hey, now. So it was never discussed again. Mm. But you did end up having to ride in the car with him. Oh, yeah. But but that that let them read on that. I want to stay on this molestation. He took everything from me in seven seconds. Mm. Mm. Your faith, everything. Took God, Mm -hmm. because he was a man of God. Took my career, because I was asking about it and took my mother. Mm. They don't have to rape you. If you've been touched inappropriately, tell somebody. And if they don't listen, go tell somebody else, and then you tell somebody, and then you stand out in the street and scream his or her name. Yeah, Pastor. I'm surprised you didn't know. Um... Yeah, fuck them for sure. Oh, well, that's the chapter. The chapter on the molestation. Because 33 years later, after I'd been in therapy, mm-hmm. I called him. I got real drunk. I was so scared. And he picked up the phone, and he said, Hello, Jennifer. We're so proud of you. You're on Fresh Prince, and a diff- you're on television, Jennifer. I said, It ain't that kind of call, mother mm. You read the book for the end of that. I don't talk about that <laughs> Definitely yeah. pick up the book. The Mother of Black Hollywood, Ooh, Jennifer, Jennifer Lewis. Lewis. And There's we- so much more she can get into. She worked, so he-, much. he was on Bill Cosby's show. You don't want me to go in on Bill. Did you did you did you see anything back then? Yes, uh, I saw some suspicious sh- Yes, I did. Yes, I did. What you see? Don't ask me what room I was in. I think I was auditioning for something. I don't know what it was, but I was here in New York and there was a young girl in there and she's thin. I hope she's watching. I don't know who she was or what. But we were in that room and I was going on and on about myself. What else? <laughs> talking, 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 what I'm doing. And I said, we were having a good time, me and this girl. We're just talking. And I looked out, I remember looking out the window at the Hudson River. I remember it like it was yesterday. I'm talking out, and I said, and next week I'm doing the Cosby show. And she, I didn't hear her say nothing because we've been laughing and everything. I turned around and her whole sh- had changed. Mm-hmm. Had reversed in a second, just from hearing his name. I said, what's wrong with you? You raped me. You know, back in those days, we 
revered Cosby, and she was a pretty little thing, so I, I thought in my head, oh, girl, she done gone up, you know, auditioned and slept with him. Or, you know, you know how we used to yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. She mad. We didn't think nothing yeah. of it. She mad because she didn't get the job, or, you know, and here now, these many years later. I mean, let me tell you something. There's some you can't fake. Mm. Now, why would this child roll up and say something like that to me? Right. What year was it? Mm, I think it was 94. I did the call. You can look on IBM and see when I did the Cosby show. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that happened. Wow. And once again, he didn't come for me. But he did when I went to his dressing room after the show. Uh, I had a, a girlfriend with me, and he pouted, uh, slapped her ass when we left the room. Mm -hmm. Didn't she, even know her. Cause when she, no, he didn't know her. She um, told me when we stepped outside of the door, she said, hit me on my ass. I went, mm. you know, we were just kids. Right. That's all I'm gonna say about that man because once again, y'all, compassion. So you're not surprised. I, I don't hate. Look, I try not to hate anybody, but these sick pedophiles. There's one thing to have a sex addiction. It's another thing to be evil right. and take advantage of children and all these men in power. You think they're supposed to suck your dick because you got money? Trump himself, Stormy couldn't have made that. Sh up. You know when somebody's telling the truth, all you gotta do is look in their eyes. You're not surprised by nothing you see in Hollywood now with the times up, me too. Oh, I ain't surprised. And nobody came for me out there. I had too much talent. Mm -hmm. Not that, you know, I ain't trying to say that they didn't come for me, but, you know, I came in the room loud and bold and ready. And I'm not sucking your d to get a job. Are you insane? Not after the work I did on myself. So, because you like it. Well, I don't know, man. <laughs> I really bad. wasn't into that a lot. <laughs> she it did, was like she did tell one guy he was too little. Oh yeah, that was a little Ethiopian well, man why in you Boston. Hurt that man <laughs> now? Why you do that? that man? Man. pulled out something. I was like, honey, you're gonna have to put that in my ear. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and also, and the next day I had rehearsal and they were giving us new steps. I was like, huh? <laughs> oh, bitch, I can't hear you. Oh, my daughter's here. My <laughs> hey, That's just a lie, baby. You know, mama, mama always jokes and carry on. Jennifer Lewis, the mother of like Give me a hug. Give me a hug. We appreciate you for joining us. We're so grateful and thankful. Thank you, guys. And please pick up this memoir. It was really incredible. It was great for me to read as a woman, but for everybody, I think this is something Yeah, and I think everybody knows everybody. somebody mm -hmm. that is mentally ill. Somebody... Speeds in a car, talking too fast, walking too fast, being rageful all the time, and they disappear for weeks. Come on, y'all. We all got a little bit. I go to therapy yeah. once a week for anxiety and all kinds of stuff. They're my baby. PTSD. They're my baby. I yeah. hear you. Good for you. Absolutely. Good for you. Go take care of yourselves. Self-care so your mm -hmm. arms will be strong when the people you love fall. But you guys, go to Jennifer Lewis For Real, Facebook, Jennifer Lewis for real on Instagram and Twitter, and look for the um, schedule, the book tour, mm -hmm. um, so you can come out and hear some good stuff. All right, it's the Breakfast Club. It's Jennifer Lewis. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, salute to that. Uh, that 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 big. Energy bolt that oh. just came through here named Jennifer Lewis. Drop Absolutely. one of clues bombs for Jennifer Lewis, damn it. Definitely check out the full interview. It's on uh, YouTube, our YouTube page. Definitely want to check and that out. And go check out her book, man. And her book as well, yeah. The Mother of Black Hollywood. Yeah, very fascinating book. I couldn't put it down. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Willow Smith. Listen up. It's just
Willow Smith and Jada Pickett Smith, they were doing their second episode of Red Table Talk, and they were talking about losses, and her daughter was talking about her biggest loss, and Willow said that she lost her sanity at one point, and here's what she had to say. It was after that whole with my hair thing, and I had just, like, stopped doing scene lessons. Right. And I was kind of, like, just in this gray area of, like, who am I? Like, is there, like, do I have a purpose? Like, after the tour and the promotion yeah. and all of that, and it was like, they wanted me to finish my album. And I was just like, I'm not going to do that. And then after all of that kind of settled down, and it was like a, a kind of lull, mm-hmm. like, I was just listening to a lot of <laughs> dark music, and, like, it was just so crazy. And I was just like plunged into this like black hole, mm-hmm. and I was like cutting myself. Wow. She was only ten years old, by the way, when Whip My Hair came out. Now, how do you get yourself <sighs> out of this dark space? Here's what she said: I was experiencing so much emotional pain, but my physical circumstances were reflecting, reflecting oh. that. So, would you say that was part of the reason, like the the, the self harm and- makes? makes the pain more tangible is actually exactly. visible and something you can see put your and on. put your finger yeah. on literally one night i was just like this is actually psychotic and after that i just stopped that's it's, good to yeah, freaking know it's like been like four, five years well i had no idea <laughs> damn both Jada and Jada's wow. mom, Adrian, said they had no idea. They were completely unaware of what was going on. They never saw any signs of anything. So this is the first time Willow has publicly admitted that she was cutting herself at that time. No, you never know what people are going through. You got to and talk, you got to talk to your kids too. I, I, not to say that that would help, but you got to know what's going on in your kids' life. I talk to my kids every day about the smallest thing. How was school? What's going on? How was lunch today? Did you sit at the lunch table? I want to know everything. So if I feel like something is going on, I can be there to help or I can get help. And I just you- think she's only 10 years old and she was going through a lot. A lot of eyes on her, a lot of pressure to put yeah. at 10 years old. And you think mm-hmm. that just because she's uh, the kid of rich parents that her life is mm-hmm. all good. But I mean, it's got to be a lot of pressure to be Will and Jada's uh, seats. Absolutely. All right. Now let's talk about Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino. This is America, debuted at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Okay. And in addition to that, he got a 419% gain in album sales for that week because he did that Saturday Night Live and then he put out This Is America and the video as well. So uh, basically, three of his songs ended up back on the charts. Oh, he used okay. that SNL platform to his advantage, as he should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Now, he also has been working with Beyonce on the Lion King remake and he said it is a little intimidating. He said that being part of The Lion King is probably the safest thing just because everybody who's involved is a fan and everybody who is involved knows it really well. So even though it's intimidating, he knows uh, it's a safe thing for him to be doing right now. We got audio if you want to hear it. Oh. You know, it's a little intimidating (laughs) from my my point of view, but, like, it's probably the safest thing just because everybody who's involved is a fan. Right. Like everybody who's involved like knows it really well. Like they're like, so here are the lyrics. I'm like, I know the lyrics. So it, it's it, it's actually been really great, and just hearing her do it has been like, man, this is it's a really special thing. You know, I have to see The Lion King one day. It's a shame. You've never man. seen The Lion King. You've never Disney been to Disney World. World. You ain't been The Lion King. There's a lot of Who things I you? haven't done. Your parents don't love you. You a virgin? <laughs> yes. Mm. Not. All right, Joe Button has signed a deal with Revolt TV. Okay. And he's going to be doing his own talk show, State of the Culture. Drop on a clues bomb for Joe Button. So it's official. He's been working on this for quite some time. 
So it's going to be him just dissecting the happenings in the world of music, movies, and pop culture. And that show is supposed to start this summer. Listen, That's now good. we know Robert Volt fired 50 people. Okay, but sometimes you got to break some eggs to make a goddamn oh, omelet, all right? Well, he said he's hiring some people, so he's going to hire got no choice but to hire people because the vote fired everybody. <laughs> you have no choice but to hire oh, people, Joe. Man. Shout out to Joey. Okay? And all right. all the employees from Revolt that was deriding Diddy for no reason and still got fired. Oh, stop it. Listen, shout <laughs> so out to petty. our family. Pray for them. You petty. At Revolt because Absolutely. some of those people that One in particular. Where our Stop family petty. members. Stop oh, it. y'all better go to break soon. It's Petty Murphy. Let's get out <laughs> of here. All right, now let's talk about Cardi B versus Nia Lee. How did all of this happen on social media? Well, Nia Lee decided to post some private messages that were in her DMs between her and Cardi B. Now, Cardi B hit her. Um, this was on April 7th and said, I find it funny how you be on my DMs trying to get close, but you be doing shady-ish. Eat a D, hating ass bitch. Uh, peeping the funny-ish, keep the same effing energy when you come around me. Who said that? Cardi, Cardi B. B. To Nia Lee. Cardi, go ahead, baby. Relax. <laughs> and then Nia Lee responded, Girl, bye. Ain't nobody shady. You deserve what you have because... Uh, because of your consistent hard work, I don't like your flow and delivery, and I have the right to my own effing opinion. So get out of your pregnancy hormones, bitch, because you know I'm far from the one to play with. This is crazy. It's just a season, man. It happens. Everybody was loving mm-hmm. Cardi when she was on her rise. Now that she popping and she established, she gonna get the hate. When she get through this, she'll get right. They'll get right back to the love again. That's all. Always happens. It's like fine. That. Cardi. Now Cardi told Nia Lee, "Bitch, you was always trash, and you still trash. That's why you still at where you at. My <laughs> delivery sucks, but you begged me to do a song with you and Cash Doll." And uh, it went on and on from there. But Nia Lee said she posted it because she said it's just so troubling to me that the same women, same people we praise for women empowerment are the same ones tearing others up and coming up and coming female artists down. The media oftentimes brushes things under the rug for their face. But this literally hurt me to my soul. I don't know who Nia Lee is, but drop on the clues bombs for Cardi B and Cash Doll. And could y'all please leave Cardi alone? These messages right. are brutal. Cardi's going to be fine. Okay, all Cardi oh got to do is get through this little hate storm and she'll be fine. That's just the way the game goes. They love you, then they hate you, then they love you again. It just I have what to it say, is. man, I really do hate seeing women fighting and arguing like this when everybody isn't so unnecessary. Cardi going to drop that Cardi baby. Cardi should even respond. Cardi going to drop that baby. She's going to hit that road again. She's going to see all the love that she's getting on the road. She's going to go shoot a movie, and then she, y'all going to be right back on her D. They're about to work the new record. I like it like that it in time for the summer. She good. You'll money. be fine, Cardi. that baby. Positive energy up for Cardi B, goddammit. Well, she it. took to Twitter after that, and she said, to all my fans, I will be putting out two visuals this month from Invasion of Privacy. I have more upcoming projects. In the meantime, listen to Invasion of Privacy. And um, baby yeah. dropping, movie coming, drop on the clues bombs with Cardi B. Atlantic check still clearing for the Breakfast Club. Don't say Shut that. Up. <laughs> People start starting believing that. You better stop, man. I don't give a damn what they believe. Okay. All right, bacon head. He's petty over there. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. She did call you that a bacon head. Call me a bacon head. She did. Mm-hmm. All right. Is my bacon cheesing? Is my bacon seasoned? Charlemagne! Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Well, speaking of unseasoned chicken, uh, we need Nicole Arbor to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her. I know you have no idea yeah, who I was she say, is, that? but she's a YouTube star who hmm. decided to take soul food and make it a nice mayonnaise casserole. We'll talk about it for after that. Oh, hour. boy. Yes. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Uh, this don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heel. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. The Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey.
Yes, Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, May 15th goes to YouTube star Nicole Arbor. Now, I had no idea who Nicole Arbor was before yesterday. And according to Wikipedia, she is a Canadian actress, choreographer, comedian, dancer, singer, and YouTube personality, and former cheerleader for the Toronto Raptors. Now, you can look at that bio and say to yourself, either she's a jack-of-all-trades or she's just trying to figure things out, throwing a whole bunch of stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks, and that's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. Never limit yourself to one hustle. Okay, I'm not mad at her for, for working, but people are mad at her for her latest work because Nicole Arbor just released her own version of the number one song in the country, Childish Gambino's This Is America. Now, we all know what the original version of this song sounds like, right? The video has been viewed on YouTube over 117 million times, but if you've never heard it, let's get a little refresher. This is America. Don't got you slipping up. Look how I'm living now. Police be tripping up. Yeah, this is America. Guns in my area. I got the strap. I gotta carry them. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go into this. Yeah, yeah, this is Gorilla. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go get the bag. Yeah, yeah, or I'ma get the bag. Yeah, yeah, I'm so cold like yeah. Yeah, I'm so dull like yeah. Do you hear the soul in that record? Do you hear the soul in that record? You can taste the Spice Classic seasoning all through that tune. It's garlic, salt, and onion powder, crushed red peppers, paprika, black pepper, chili powder. You can taste the collard greens with the turkey neck bones, the fried chicken, the okra, the black-eyed peas, the yams, the fried fish with the Texas peat hot sauce, the oxtails, nigga. We got it, okay? The mac and cheese, the mashed sweet potatoes, the ribs. Oh, my God. The barbecue ribs, and they season to perfection with some light brown sugar in the sauce, a little vinegar, some yellow mustard, and the best part about it is they're beef, not pork. Oh, oh man. Drop on the clues, Bonds, for This Is America. Okay. right now. This Is America. You hear me? Black America. Whole different world over here. Okay, well, in true colonizer fashion, Nicole Arbor couldn't leave the wonderful dish that this that This Is America is alone, okay? Nope. Nicole Arbor took this beautiful three-piece spicy meal from Popeye's with the red beans and rice. The mashed potatoes and two biscuits, or as I like to call them, cookies. All right, Nicole Arbor took that soul food, threw it in the trash, and decided to turn This Is America into a casserole. Can we hear some of it, please? This is America. Uh, Who say North America? Look how we living now. The boys could be tripping now. This is America. Mm-hmm. Oh, Got rape in my area. Mm-hmm. You got a drain? Yeah. The roof is got into oh, your cup. Hey, this is America. I can't. Louder. Are you watching the video? So terrible. I saw it. More ass gas. More ass gas. Don't make it without the bitch. Okay. In order for you to really hate it, you do have to watch. You gotta the watch video. the video. My oh, you should. Uh, she <laughs> created so a meal. Foul. She created a meal for the palates of people with no pigment. Oh, it's a lot of casseroles on this menu: chicken nuggets and mushy vegetables, and minimal to no spices, and lots and lots of mayonnaise. Okay, <laughs> play it one more time. Play it one more time. Oh my goodness! I want them to. This is this America. Uh, we'll say North America. Oh. Look how we live in. Oh. The boy oh. could be tripping now. More ass Got a lot of mayonnaise for dinner. Let it oh. All right. Okay, listen. I would like to salute a young woman named Annalise Griffin. I read an article she did on Quartzy titled, White People's Bland Food Isn't Just an Internet Meme, It's a Centuries-Long Obsession. And she starts the article off saying, Humans love flavor. Okay? And she explains that archaeologists have found that hunter-gatherers in Stone Age Europe used garlic mustard seeds to season their stew 6,000 years ago. So what happened? 
How did your European ancestors season your food for 6,000 years? 6,000 years ago, but now in 2018, why does your potato salad have no flavor? Why is the chicken unseasoned? And why do you think mayonnaise is one of the five food groups? Okay? Or the four food groups? I don't know. Anyway, look, Nicole, I know you remade this record because you wanted to make an ode to women. All right? In fact, she released a statement, and I'm not going to read this whole thing, but she said she was just trying to bring to light women's experiences in a tongue-in-cheek way to give additional glory to what I believe is the most impactful piece of art in recent years. Nicole, that's cool. Your intention is great. But your version is just whack. All right? You can't give me Chick-fil-A. All right, you can't give me a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. All right, a beautiful boneless breast of chicken seasoned to perfection, hand-breaded, pressure-cooked in 100% refined peanut oil, served on a toasted buttered bun with a dill pickle, and then take that away from me and hand me a white bread sandwich with two slices of Kraft Singles and a whole lot of helmets. All right, that's not how this works. Not to mention Nicole Arbor. She once tweeted out, she really tweeted this, I'm so sick of people mad at slavery. <laughs> it's nothing else to talk about after this, but I will continue to tweet. She said, it's so, I'm so sick of people mad at slavery. It's the past. We weren't there. We didn't do it. But what we can do is fix e- economic slavery. Focus on the now. Oh, she really tweeted that and deleted it. And when she got called out for deleting it, she replied, nah, we making them videos now to really get into it. There's a gotcha culture that screenshots little bites in hopes of putting people down. It's lame as F, man. Nah. You know what's lame, Nicole? Eating mayonnaise out of a jar with a spoon. All right? And this remake you made of This Ameri- This is This is America. All right? Play that miracle with Melody one more damn oh, time, boy. please. Play, play that this miracle. This is America. We'll say North America. Look how we live in now. Fart! On that record. This is America. Ass gas on that trash. You got a drink. More ass gas on the trash. Listen, man. Listen, listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Listen, man. I don't want to be negative. So I'm going to tell you the benefits of a bland diet. Oh, boy. All right? They can help treat ulcers, heartburn, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, okay, and gas. And you may also need a bland diet after stomach or intestinal surgery, okay? A bland diet includes foods that are soft, not very spicy, low in fiber, low in fiber, and heavy on this lame-ass version of This Is America. All right, please let Remy Ma give Nicole Arbor the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker. You dumb. That was horrible. Listen, at Nicole Arbor, N-I-C-O-L-E-A-R-B-O-U-R, I think we should go have a petty party in her mentions. Okay? What you want to put in there? You can say whatever you want. She turned her comments reason, off. She did? Just FYI. She did? Yes. Man, that ain't no fun. Why people don't want to play with me? I don't want to play. play with you. Nobody want to play with you, man. Why can't we You're play? You're too petty. You are too petty. <laughs> she also once tweeted out that anyone who thinks, she actually tweeted this last week. She said, anyone who thinks Kanye West is anything but a new MLK after watching the See the God interview is just in denial. Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. All right. Harpo, who this woman? All right. Thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, when we come back, shoot your shot. You want to holler at somebody you work with? Huh? You need the Breakfast Club to help you out? Huh? Well, we'll do that when we come back. Shoot your shot. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Are you ready? It's time to shoot your shot. Time to shoot your shot. With the Breakfast Club. You give you one chance. Don't mess it up. Mess it up. Mess it up. Mess we got Rachel on the line. Rachel, good morning. Good morning, hey. Who you want to shoot your shot with, Rachel? Well, um, it's this girl, Marcy. She's my boss, actually. 
But um, I just, I got a new job with a new company. So I handed in my two-week notice. Before I leave, I kind of want to shoot my shot at, at Marcy. Now, do you Even, know? I mean, I have nothing to lose right now. Do you know you if know? Marcy's gay? Do you know if Marcy likes females? Well, I think so. I Look, mean, give me your Instagram. Always, she, and let me, I'll tell uh, you yeah, if you got I a mean, shot. I can kind of tell. What? Oh, she's trying to get some woman. Yeah, there's her boss. She wants she she she's leaving the job and she wants to shoot a shot with her boss. Good shot to take on the way out. But how do you know? <laughs> but you know, how do you get that feeling that she likes females? Does she flirt with you? To, you know. Yeah, I mean, she's always been kind of flirty. Like, I, it's just body language and stuff. Like, I just kind of feel it. Like, there's definitely a vibe. So I just didn't. But I didn't want it. While I was still working there, I didn't want to do anything. But now I'm out. So. Have you guys ever, like, gone out for drinks or grabbed something to eat or anything? Well, we've gone out with, like, everybody. Like, when everybody goes out to get a drink, like, on a Friday or something like that. But it, it just doesn't... It just fe- it just feels like something else. You can just you can just tell. All right. Well, let's hope so. I think I'd love to hear and see what happens. Okay. All right. We're going to call her when we come back. Good luck. And you know what? Hey. You ain't got nothing to lose because you don't work there no more. So you might as well just go hard. Yeah, I'm, I know. I'm out the door. I mean, there's really... It's good. We're all good. All right, we're going to call her when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Rachel on the line, and now she's about to call Marcy. Hello? Hey, Marcy, it's Rachel. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually. I'm. Uh, I'm calling you with a little bit of help from. Okay. Um, yeah. Li- well, you were listening to Power 105, the radio. Yeah. So they have this thing they call shoot your shot, where you, uh, like, if you want to just go for it and ask somebody out. And so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm calling you. I feel like there's a vibe between us. Like, I don't know your deal. I don't know kind of who you like or what you're doing, but I just feel like there's something between us. Well, yes, Marcy. Rachel's trying to say that the Breakfast Club, all of us are on the line with you guys right now. And we're paying attention. She already exposed us. She's trying to your box, ma. You with it or you're not? You going to give her a shot? You going to give her a chance? Oh, my God. She wants the fur burger, ma. So we're on the radio now? Yes. yes. Fur burger, hold the cheese, because that could be a yeast infection. Stop it. Are, are you interested in women, Marcy? Um, you know, I I have never been with a woman, but she's beautiful, and I think she has a great ass. <laughs> okay. Wow. Oh, okay. So, so, you, well, so be you've been checking her out. This is good. This is good, man. Um, You know, we would have to take it slow. It would be different and new for me, but I would... I. I can't believe I'm saying this on the radio, but uh, I would I would love to go on a date with Rachel. All right, well, nice. Rachel, Rachel, right. hey Rachel, Rachel, it looks like you caught a lick, literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, well, good job, guys. Hopefully, it works out well. And Rachel, take that it nice and slow. That was the easiest one ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Now, <laughs> were you guys going to eat? You know yet where where yet or not not yet? Maybe some seafood. Uh, oh gosh. All right. Oh. All right. But I'm uh, bumped. Okay. All right. Don't worry I, about I it. I see what you're doing there. Sorry. Yeah. We yeah. don't know yet. All right. Well, guys, <laughs> we'll talk to you later and, and let us know how it works out. Okay. All okay. Right. Thanks. All right. Shoot your shot. There you have it. We got rumors up next. Don't go anywhere. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, it's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Hove and Prince. This is the rumor report. 
with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, there's been a lot of legal drama between Prince's estate and the title platform. And now they have finally resolved some issues, apparently. And the Prince estate and title, uh, Jay-Z is going to be putting out Prince's next album. So that's uh, great news. I'm excited to hear. Yeah, that's great. Prince's music. Jay Z said, "I'm very." Uh, he said, "Our only goal is to share Prince's music with his fans as he wanted." After thoughtful and honest conversation with him, he chose Title as his partner for Hit and Run Phase One and Hit and Run Phase Two, and we will continue to respect and honor Prince's enduring legacy and wishes with this new collection. Are these records that Prince actually wanted out? Yeah, I guess he's saying that they had that conversation, and he chose Title as his partner to put those albums mm-hmm. out. So I would assume that means that that was the plan. Yeah, I don't know why people wouldn't respect that, especially being that Prince was big enough title before he died and had his music on title but before he, he died. But was he a part owner? He's a part owner of title, I thought, right? Yeah, I think part of the issue was some of the songs that were put on there were older songs from his catalog and not the, the songs. Oh, gotcha, I gotcha, I think that's gotcha. uh, something to do with what the issue was. Mm-hmm. So this uh, Prince project will have music from his archive of vault recordings, and it will stream exclusively on title for 14 days. And then it will be available for download seven days after it is debuted. Okay, I'm here for that. Right, so there you have it. All right, um, Ryan Coogler, director of Black Panther, is saying that he would love the opportunity to do a spinoff movie focusing on the women in that blockbuster movie. So. That would be dope. The Dora Milaje. Uh, in the comic books, they actually have a spinoff comic book called The World of Wakanda where the women are front and center, so that would make sense. Right, so he's already doing the sequel, but he said he would also love to craft a spinoff story that revolves around the women of Wakanda. He was at the Cannes Film Festival and said, oh man, that would be amazing if the opportunity ever came up. That would be dope. Would be or dope. a TV series uh, starring the Dora Milaje, like a Netflix show, Hulu, that'd be dope. Wouldn't be mad at that. All right, Pharrell, he has just bought a brand new house, and guess whose house it used to be? Who? Tyler Perry. He just purchased his estate for $15.6 million. They just closed the deal on May 11th. The house in Atlanta? Uh, No, it's in L.A. L.A.? Mm -hmm. I wonder what that smells like on the inside. Now, Tyler Perry had bought that house last year for $14.5 million. He tried to flip it and originally had listed it for just under $17 million, but he did settle for $15.6 million. And he got so we got a million dollars. Okay. Off of that house, seventeen thousand square feet, ten bedrooms, eleven bathrooms, and all of that. There's nice. A pool well, congratulations and a to those. Court and an outdoor dining terrace. Congratulations to those rich Negroes. <laughs> I know. Okay. Drop on the clues bombs for both those rich Negroes just living their life, making a measly million dollars off the sale of their house. Now, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are getting married on Saturday. Are you guys going to be watching the royal wedding? No. Nope. Wow, y'all don't care about that. Is Mona Scott Young producing it? No. No, definitely definitely not. not As a matter of fact, Meghan Markle's father says he's not even going to go. I thought he's not going now? No. Early in the week he said he was going. He was going to walk her down the aisle. There's all kinds of drama. I don't know if you've been following this story, but apparently they found out that he'd been hiring paparazzi to take pictures of him getting ready for the wedding. And that's a big no-no, obviously. They're very secretive and private about all of these things. So now he said he's having serious chest pains. And he said the pains have been triggered by emotional upset. So he's been having some issues. He that upset that his uh, ma- his boy marrying a black woman? No, no this is Meghan Markle. This is her. Who are these people? You know what? Meghan Markle is the black woman who's getting married. Her dad is the one that's not going. But is to her the dad wedding. the white dad or, uh, or he's is, white? He's white. Okay. Now yeah. I don't care when the real royal wedding offsetting Cardi B, man. That's the real goddamn royal wedding. When is that going to be on TV? I don't know. 
So a lot of people are excited about this because, you know, it's breaking all kinds of traditions. It is. Basically with Prince Harry marrying Meghan Markle. Ain't Meghan Black? Yes. yes. That's oh, okay. the reason why we care so much. Well, she's mixed, half black, half white. Mm-hmm. I don't care, but God bless her. All right, so I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, now, shout to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the mix is up next. If you want to hear something, 800-585-1051. And also, don't forget, after the mix, uh, we have uh, Paul Pierce joining us and Baron Davis. So we'll kick it with them. We'll find out about what's going on in your favorite basketball team, if the Knicks are ever going to be good, if Cleveland's going to take it all, all that. So keep and it we'll locked. talk basketball wives. Hey, we I'm do? kidding. Oh, all right, it's the Breakfast <laughs> well, we Club. Do. Good morning.